tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why I got out of bed at home. <laughs> We're eliminating movement. All movement. Including bowel movements. Oh, Most oh, importantly. That's what happens when you get a big day, big day of drafting and you tuck into a bowl of apples and pears. <laughs> <clears throat> I can't move that seriously. What do you mean you can't move I at can't all? Move. Good timber. <sighs> I'll take my shit during that. Make it in the middle. Get our eyes. Right, ready to go. We ready to go? Yeah. The fuck was that? Clear my throat. Welcome to a new episode of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you as always by MGA Traffic. Your traffic companions. I am Sean Peter Budge. I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. Fabian. Buenos aires, ragazzi. How are you feeling tonight? Oh, horrible. We've uh, we've cleared a lane between my mic and the door. At least you're close to the mic so we can hear you this week. And Tim Davis. Tim, hello. Always a pleasure. Hello, Sean. How much money did you win for our listeners last week? Uh, it depends on how much our listeners put on, but there was a great opportunity you know to, be able to cash on? in. It depends on how much our listeners trust you. Well, they'll probably trust me a little bit more after last exactly. week. Exactly. Well, what was your outlay? Your outlay? Uh, all up, I reckon I might have put 400 bucks on. It's big big cash. Big yeah, outlay. Maybe might, not quite. Yeah, we'll three, say 400 Let's say 400 And you're, you're up how much? Uh, profit about three and a half grand. <laughs> well, there you go. Do the math with that. Trust him as much as Trim t- Tim trusts himself. <laughs> and you'll be fine. I want to start... So $8.75 for the odds, if you follow Tim. Follow Tim. You're getting $8.75, it's pretty good. $8.75, you put $10 on it. Yeah. 80 bucks that's, in the pocket. That's petrol. Jeez, it depends on the size of your car. It's, oh, not, yeah, petrol. It does, it's not petrol yeah. for me at the moment. No, no. That's, this is how it starts. This is how it starts. 63 cents or something like that at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's horrific. Or is it $1.63? Depends on what currency you want to use. It's true. I've never heard anyone describe it as $163. Well, I just remember looking at today and saw 163 so I, I ran with it. When you bought your house, Tim, did you pay sense? <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, I think this is how it starts. They condition us to think that 160 is good. Yeah, yeah. They condition us and slowly it becomes 170, then it becomes 180, and you're going, oh, fuck, 160 is good. Oh, you missed an opportunity there. What? You just said 180. 180. <laughs> uh, 35. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> 36. <laughs> it's always a shot after. He's gone from 180 to low 30s. You, you type in the rundown on the flop. Yeah, like, I, I was stuck in traffic. Started. And I was actually, I was reminded by something that really fucking annoyed me um, stuck in traffic. You know, when like, you know, when you, you, you're listening to popular music and you're like, Oh, that's that sounds familiar. And you're sort of like, oh, where does where do I know that from? Sampling. Well, th- this is a good segue. So, I'm just going to play a- an example. I don't know. Hopefully, this will be loud enough. So that's craft. That's craftwork. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, that's craftwork. That's computer love. Good track. And then you've got sampling is this, when the band acknowledges, 
Coldplay have acknowledged Kraftwerk. You know, they've said... I picked I pick that before you even put it on. So that's, so that's Talk by, Kra- uh, by Coldplay. Mm. And there's actually a funny story. They wrote to Coldplay. Uh, they wrote to Kraftwerk and asked for permission to use the sample. Yep. And, he, and apparently Chris Martin wrote this really, really long-winded letter that we want to use it, we, and we love you, your influence, and we, the song is this, and we blah, 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 blah. And they got a, whatever the guy from Kraftwerk's name is, Rolf or fucking Klaus or something. And he wrote back and said, sure. Or I think it was just yes. One word. He just wrote back, yep, yeah, you can use it. Wow. So he wrote this really long-winded, I'll win him over, I'll kill him with kindness, yeah. So anyway, that's sampling. So they sampled. I thought that, I thought it was going to be yes for $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have, well, they would have got a royalty. Or, you would think so. Or... 100 million cents. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is, so that's sampling when the, the artist acknowledges we're sampling craft work. This is an example. I, this is about six months old, this controversy. And it, it, I heard it on the radio today and it just fucking drove me insane. I, I, every so often it pops into my head and I just remember how fucking insane it makes me. <laughs> so, th- so this is this is a song by the 1975. You couldn't be more wrong, actually. I'm unbelievably sentimental. And, you know, the best thing would be to actually be as earnest as I feel. Because I know what I'm doing. So I heard that for the first time and I went, huh, yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. That sounds exactly like... It takes a bit to get to the, the bit you want. Joy Division. Play this bit. Very similar. So. So anyway, I quite like Joy Division. And I heard that went, oh, it's a disorder. That's cool. Yeah, that's nice. These cunts haven't fucking attributed <laughs> that at all. So He's gone with it. Gone early. At no, <laughs> at no point in the 1975 fucking sleeve notes, not that they release physical shit anymore, at no point is it acknowledged that they have just fucking lifted that wholesale from a 40-odd-year-old song. It's pretty poor. I am fucking incensed. On my sleeve notes on my own, Disorder was playing the first time I went to uh, Old Trafford. I walked up the out the, the race, you know, where I was sitting. Were you playing? I was playing. <laughs> Striker, and I walked up and um, couldn't do worse than Rom at the moment. And the and the PA, the Tannoy, was playing Disorder, and I was like, "Oh yeah, good song." Not a big fan of Joy Division. Yeah, New Order are better. Yeah, but that just fucking irritated me, and I was driving. I was stuck in traffic on Punt Road, driving here. What's the movie about? Uh, Twenty-four I'll, hour party people. Curtis. No, no. Control. Is it Control? That's a decent movie. Yeah, it's a twenty-four hour party people's a good movie. That's probably better. If you want to watch something in that vein, Michael Winterbottom and Steve Coogan. Are we going to allow Timbo to give his <laughs> movie segue? Move, yeah, we move, can do it. Movie I just, review. I just wanted to just get that off my chest. I was sitting That's in fine. traffic. It was shit house, and that that came on, and it reminded me of um, how angry it made me. I like picking songs that are sampled. I don't mind it if they're acknowledged. If that if the nineteen seventy five had it been like, yeah, we're we're deliberately riffing on this order. Here is this order. No problems in the world. There was a kid at the footy. Um, it was the Suns game where I spent half the game with you and half the game with. Yeah, that was the that was the bongo that was the bongo cam fiasco. Bongo. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Shout out to Jay. 
and there was a kid in front of us. <laughs> and shout out to Mick, by the way, and Ethan, uh, Ethan as it would happen. Ethan was there too. Fucking um, shout outs galore. The guy in front of me, they played under pressure, yeah, and the kid goes, "Oh, it's a vanilla ice." Ooh. Oh, his, you, this I got one for you. His dad looked at him and just gave him the. Oh, no. <laughs> Where have I gone wrong? Oh, exactly. I got one for you. I saw um, a million ways to die in the West at the cinema. Wasted twelve dollars. It was fucking terrible. It was about two laughs in the whole movie. Is that the Seth MacFarlane? Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie's. Charlie's. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a scene. There's a sight gag where he's in the old west and he sees like electricity coming from a barn and he goes to the barn and he opens it up. And it's uh, Christopher Lloyd, and he hastily covers up the, the DeLorean. DeLorean. He's working on the DeLorean. It's 1885. And he jokingly says, what's that? What are you working on? And he goes, oh, it's a weather experiment. And you go, oh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's not like a laugh out loud moment. But yeah, hmm. yeah, it's funny. These two punk kids in front of me, one of them goes, he goes, oh, he goes what's that? And the other kid turns to him and says, oh, it's the Batmobile. <gasps> the youth of today. I felt like going, you fuckers. I would have slapped one. I watched Back to the Future this week on Netflix. Just had a bit of time to kill. So to speak. Hey? Part one. Part one? Yeah. Well, that's why I said Back to the Future. Otherwise, I would have said Back to the Future Part Two. What about Hot Shots Part Deux? Part Deux or whatever it is. (laughs) Um, Top Top of Harley. Top of Harley. (laughs) It's Top of Harley. Um, Um, Always love that movie. You know what's so good about it? Always favourite of mine. You know what's so good about it? And Fabian and I have discussed this. This is actually one of the few topics we're in like steadfast agreement on. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that Back to the Future? There is, it's all killer, no filler. I agree. It's about what is it? One hundred and ten minutes, one hundred and ten, mm, maybe. It's not awfully. It's long not movie. a two-hour movie, and, and it's, it's wall just wall-to-wall action. It's just go, 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 and you get to the end of it, and you go, great, great movie. And it's so simple. Yeah. Such a simple yep. film. Yep. That film was a great idea. Back to the Future would never get made today. Yeah, because they wouldn't be able to have. <coughs> Excuse me while I. You know uh, what it would look like. You know what it would look like. Dead set. Did you see the? Uh, did you see the remake of Total Recall? With um, um, I didn't. Colin Farrell. I refused to. Yeah, it wasn't and I good. think I'm very happy that I haven't. It would look like that. Yeah. It'd just be real fucking stupid green screen fucking nonsense. Well, I think they'd sit there and go, "We've got an idea. This is how it's going to um, evolve. How do we fill in for 110 minutes? That they basically got a 35, 40 minute movie. I reckon is what you're seeing these days, and we just need to fill the rest of it in. Yeah, with special effects. You saw a 30, 35-minute movie that got filled in over the weekend? <laughs> Actually, it's better than that. Oh, no. I, I saw A Star Is Born. Did you see the... The Fabian Guadagnolo story? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I think that's I, called An Arse Is Torn. <laughs> no, I, hey, it's a not. That's <laughs> <laughs> today. That's today. <laughs> no, I had a date night with my lovely wife. I'd be worried if it was someone Shout else. Shout out to Elise. Yep. Shout out. Um, we... Went out for dinner beforehand, had a bit of Vietnamese, all very nice. Headed off to Doncaster Cinemas. Didn't go to Plenty Valley after Fabian and I's... After the recommendation or the... No, we're we're, we're Donvale-based, so we ended up at uh, Westfield Doncaster. (laughs) Sean's Templestone-based, but he's... uh, He was still ended up at Plenty Valley. Valley. Yeah, it's all right. Things we do. Uh, But yeah, went along. It was was the wife's choice. Uh, I was happy to go because I I don't mind Lady Gaga. Elise loves Bradley Cooper. Um, Apparently he's a real asshole. Have you heard that? Dunno. It's one of those classic dunno. like clickbait articles at the bottom of the story, like, you know, ten most difficult actors to deal with. Yeah, with and something. you're like, oh yeah, you click through it. and apparently he's a prick. Yeah, there you go. I'm not surprised I don't mind him as an actor, but that doesn't surprise me. Eagles fan? 
He is an that Eagles explains fan. it. Excelsior. That, your fucking Glen Twenty is attacking my nostrils. It's <laughs> all right. Every time, every throat. time, every time Tim coughs, I'm going to spray Glen Twenty around, Jesus. around the studio. But, but yeah, give us the rundown. No, Star is born. Uh, I think the biggest surprise is Bradley Cooper sings himself. Yeah, but um, he's not. Everyone can fucking sing like that, can't they? Fuck, I can't. I'm terrible. <sighs> I cannot hold it. I love singing. Oh, I can. Can't do it. Okay. I could sing. I haven't I heard. I'll look it up later. I reckon I could. I reckon I could do like. Sam Elliott style western. Yeah, he, well, he's very sort of bluesy western. So I don't think it, I don't think it requires you to be a. a he directed a classically it as well. Trained. Yeah, exactly. Is right. it uh, Poe Dameron style? What was, what's his name? Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, but what's his name? The man, yeah. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, so I'm saying he doesn't have a phenomenal voice, but he was good in that movie. It was a good movie. I have no idea what you're talking. It was about. amazing looking movie. Uh, Roger Deakins shot it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Give it a watch, Tim. Okay. But look, thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was a good story. Um, it obviously it, he identifies Lady Gaga in her role. I, I think her name's. I want to call her Ellie. I think it's Ellie. Yeah, I can call her whatever you want. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she um, she can sing clearly, and uh, and it follows their life. And you know to 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 cram it all in. Like you think this isn't going to be a feel good movie. That there, there, there has to has be that feeling about it. Yeah, because it starts off and everything's just on the up and up, and you're going yeah. well. It, it can't be a feel-good movie. There has to be a few twists. Tim's not and really spoiling saying that because it's been remade about fifteen times. Yeah, yeah. So look, in the end, like, you know, it, it plays out the way that it plays out. But I think, I think the takeaway at the end of it was, gee, Lady Gaga can act, mm-hmm. and Bradley Cooper can sing. So, um, and and as you said, the fact that Bradley Cooper directs it as well, um, they they really perform well in it. A lot of people are talking about Oscars oh, for. Yeah. For both of them, and and good movie. I think it'll do really well. So I enjoyed it. How many have you? Um, we're going to steal a segment here because I always liked. It. I'm just going to shamelessly take it. Uh, the old Lee Patch, um, Sen Ooh, goals. The goals. Oh, okay. You know, out of five goals, is the best it can possibly yep, be, yep. and it's like three goals, one or yeah. two goals, eight. Yeah, look, I, you got five shots. No, you don't. Is, oh, no, no, you, got, you got thirty points, but you can say like, if you, I would give a film like Days of Thunder. I would give it like two. I'd give it like one goal, nine. Because I'd be like, I enjoyed it, but it's not great. Well, I'd, I'd give this one three goals, five. Okay. You, you're not quite hitting the absolute top echelon. But it's good, um, but it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think some guys are enjoying the movie. I, I think Bob Murphy was on the radio oh, saying that he had a bit oh, of a cry Jesus, when he watched it. So, oh, fucking course he did. Well, and look, you don't. You may not uh, set your whole cinema cinematograph. Anyway, movie. Bob Murphy <laughs> is a bloke right in Tim's wheelhouse. Okay. Oh, very much. Yeah. I had this conversation with my younger sister, Kath. Shout out to Kath. Double, Shout out to This Kath. morning Double and dinner. saying that Bob Murphy and the stories that he tells about his youth would be absolutely You know what he tells? He tells home. all these wryly dry stories that aren't funny. And but they're he, like, they're just fucking, they just like lope along. Mm. And he's going, like he was telling one, I remember him telling one about they buried a cat and the cat got rigor mortis and... Like a tail was sticking out of the ground or something. You're fucking laughing. Look at him. And like Jared Waitley's going, <laughs> giggling along in the background. I'm sitting there going, this is fucking torturous. They give the impression that Bob Murphy's this like higher learned individual. No, he's a bogan from Warrigal. That's right. He's probably a really nice guy, but I, I just he, he tells story of his stories of his youth and the things that he remembers and things that have shaped him. Do you want me to and, fucking and, tell and, you and one of those? it sounds like he could have been part of our family. Oh, 
directly or indirectly. He would not be out of place with his conversation at 17 Oak Crescent. Probably shouldn't give away where my parents live. Not that we're getting stalked by anybody of not yet great no. great grandeur, but um, but yeah, look, he liked it. I liked it. <laughs> we ended up talking Good about so Star is born, and then Tim ended up waxing about fucking yeah, Bob. about Bob movie. So in my is, living your, room. Is, is your three goals? Is your three I said three goals five. five. So I, like good movie, high echelon, maybe not absolute. So what would top you shelf. give? What would you give Back to the Future? Me, mm. I'd give it four goals two. Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. Four goals, four. Yeah. Really? Mm. So you're not giving yourself much room there, are you? No. I reckon the only movie I'd give a five, and this just sprung to mind immediately, I reckon I'd give Raiders of Lost Ark a five. I've got one movie on a five. I reckon Raiders gets five goals straight, and I reckon The Prestige gets five goals straight. Yeah, I, I love The Prestige. prestige. I love The is, Prestige. It's a high four goals, four goals something. Yeah. I think that it came out... I don't know if they were together, but I saw them together. The Prestige and... The Illuminist. The, Illu- Lu- the, Illum- the Illusionist. Illusionist. That came out a little bit after. That was Ed Norton. Yes. And The Prestige is just a phenomenal movie. Brilliant. And every time someone says, oh, you got to watch this movie, The Illusionist, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> You're kidding yourself. Watch, watch The Prestige. You know what's so good about The Prestige? We can spoil it because it's a fucking 12-year-old movie. Um, you got a bouncing squash ball? <laughs> yeah, well... What's so good about it is everyone looks at it like the magic trick and it's set up like a magic trick and whatever, and that's clever. But this idea that I loved that without, I mean, people, have you seen it? I don't think so. Fuck. I might have seen bits and pieces of it. Great movie. Well, there, char- there are two you, you, characters effectively who, and there are others peripherally involved, but two of them particularly like loathe each other. And the idea that their lives were intertwined, just the two of them to such a point that through magic and whatever else, their whole life was about upping the other. See, yep. And Played by was, Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. And so much so, upping the other so much so that what they were what they were prepared to give up is just like extraordinary mm. as it builds and you figure out, you know, the ultimate the, sacrifice. Like what each of those two guys were prepared to sacrifice so that for one up. Not not even necessarily the audience or the world would think he's better. The sacrifice is, Kelly would say. It's just each other. It's just it's so good. And David Bowie has a lovely cameo as Nikola Tesla. He there says that one of my favourite lines when he says, "Yes, have you considered the cost?" And he goes, "Cost is no." Somebody goes, "No." Oh, we have you at, considered the cost? We're at mm, a fucking brilliant. Gotcha. We're at a picnic last weekend. Yep. At, at Yan Yan Reservoir, and someone asked, "Sounds it was a kid said, what's on the other side of that hill?'" The answer was water. <laughs> But someone said, what's on the other side of that hill? And I said, a lot of hats. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I knew what I was saying. But mm-hmm. the kid or was cats. So, yeah. So that's... Definitely we some, won't give something to look out for. Definitely watch The Prestige. Beautiful film. Great. Great movie. Where we're throwing good movies. Have either of you guys seen The Intouchables? Uh, Intouchables. Yeah, The Intouchables. About the, the, the sort of au pair type. The kite surfer, yeah. yeah. The what? What was he? No, he wasn't a kite surfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he became a quadriplegic. Quadriplegic. No. The original French one or the remake? No, the remake. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, the French one. That's the original. Which is, like, what, eight years old now? Have they They redone it since? They didn't waste time. I think they redid it. Um, they redid it as, like, an English-speaking... I see. What's the French one? Like, the girl in the spider's web. That thing where it was a success, and then very quickly they were like, "Remake it, remake the it." The girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, and why did it take so long to go from part one to part two? For us, for in the English version, yeah. um, because the all the principal people involved didn't want to do a sequel. Rooney Mara, Rooney Mara, Daniel Craig, and uh, David Fincher. 
Fincher, the director. They all didn't want to do a sequel. Which is weird. Why would you the, fucking the sign on to do... The original movie's better anyway. But like, why would you sign on to do what you know is part of a... Trilogy. Know, and then go, no, we're not doing the next one. Who the fuck signed that deal? Sign them up to a trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Fucking right. idiots. Vincent Chase. But yes, The Intouchables. Watch yeah. it and get your wife to watch it too. All right. Trust me. Okay. Good All movie. Right. Uh, uh, sorry, just the only five goaler that I've got is uh, Gladiator. Good movie. I reckon I got. I reckon Gladiator's close. I reckon it's like four four. Love that movie. I reckon it's close. The only thing I don't understand is my casket isn't carried out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Kelly wants to play. Um, I guess that's why they call it the blues <laughs> at my funeral. Um, but the ending to Gladiator where they carry him. Now we are free. Yeah. I want Baby Don't Forget With, My Number you know, by Millie Vanilli. <laughs> because I think that's it. it speaks on so many levels. <laughs> and real I fucking... carried out. Real devotees of the pod will sit there and go, ha, get it. With, yeah. You know, real deep cut. The soothing voice of Lisa Gerard just, 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 you know, just echoing through the, through the church. That's what I want. But I think I'm getting Elton John. <laughs> but, I, um, I love it how it's not your choice. It's your fucking funeral. True. <laughs> might get nothing played, actually. So, um, well, you might live forever. Whoever's listening to this, make sure I'm. Uh, well, if Kelly's alive still, I'll be carried out to. I guess that's why they call it the blues. <laughs> so well, that's what she wants to be. So yeah. basically, to get now we are free, yeah. shout out to Kelly. Kelly has to die first. Yes. Yeah. And that ain't happen. Oh, well, you know. I mean, we hope not. But. Let's move on from this grim topic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You fucking brought it up. All right, let's talk sport. Uh, I don't even know where you're starting because I um I haven't watched uh, because uh, you were an hour and a half late to the studio <laughs> and you didn't have a run sheet done. I like it how I'm it's an like hour and a half late. You've got a job late. now. It's or your fault. I had a job previous. No, let's not really call that a job. I was paid. Uh, I provided service. They provided what, you, a wage. You you dropped off people's letters. To- people's toy monkeys. No, no, that was uh, van drivers. Generally, I dropped off their bills and Domino's vouchers. Domino's has changed now. Have you noticed? No, nah. they're no longer just selling pizzas. They're like a sandwich joint, like a subway. Similar, yeah. I would suggest they focus on the pizzas first. Get that no, right. No, I think they're trying to diversify because they realise they're not eating into the Pizza Hut market. Well, their pizzas are no good. Yeah, that, for starters. I think, yeah, that's a, that's a problem. Their core business is shit. It's a bit like uh, GTA traffic. Building car parks. <laughs> it's not their name. <laughs> uh, did they have a hand in Eastland? No. Okay. I, n- not, no. Mm. They had a hand in the repair or the <laughs> attempted recovery. I can only Eastland. imagine how bad it was so, uh, before they got there. Let's start, with, uh, let's start with some A-League fab. Yep. Round one in the A-League kicked off this past weekend. It did. I think it went off without a hitch. It was a except, pretty... Except for the... Well, not from Melbourne Victory's point of view. Contra VAR. All but the three points. The Well, the talking point is the VAR decision. Shocking. Now, I'm convinced, and I had a debate with my cousin last night over, I am convinced the referee doesn't think he can overturn his decision. Surely not. So, Surely he I knows think how he's paid the free kick, and in his mind, VAR is saying to him... Location. Location. And he's had a look, and any contact is deemed, and it was, if you were to, where the contact is made, it's not sufficient enough to warrant a free kick in anyone's eyes, but it was in the box. 
So he's thought, shit, I can't change that decision. It's got to be a penalty. Surely that's the only explanation. I, I, that stands to reason motion, for me. Even yeah. in slow motion where things look worse, it's mm. still not a penalty. And the disappointing thing from Victory's point of view is up until that that stage, they were comfortable. Comfort, very comfortable. Very comfortable. And then that threw the game into a bit of chaos. And Even after that, they were strong. Troisi hits the post and a couple of half chances here and there. But You said should have scored. Was that you who said should have scored? What? The Troisi chance. And he hit the post. No, someone texted me and said should have no, scored. No, that wasn't me. It was a good hit. It was a good hit. He beat the, beat the keeper, beat everything but the fucking post. Mm. And even then, it comes off the inside of the post and out. Yeah. No, just didn't really have the luck. And then there was a couple of, obviously, Brisbane Raw, uh, the VAR intervened there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the interesting case where the the offside, the line wasn't even straight. There was a couple of issues. They referred <laughs> a goal that, was it Central Coast? They referred a goal that Central Coast scored, which was headed in from a set piece. And the offside line wasn't even straight along the box, and it wasn't in the right place. Wow. There was a defender ahead of it. Well, we've seen it was just like in the FA Cup because it's used in the F, not FA Cup, maybe in the Carabao Cup. They use VAR in the UK. Maybe the lines, the offside lines, are just squiggly lines. They're not accurate. The grass clipping. Lines it's a hard camera. Accurate. I don't understand that it's a hard camera. So all you would do is a bit like Fox Sports do here with their AFL graphics and whatnot. You overlay lines. The lines. It's a hard camera. It's not yep. someone fucking holding a steady cam. It goes to VAR. It should be. We've had this. We've had it on pod. We had an episode dedicated to it. We did. Early days. It is a technology. The lines. It's, it, it should be a tool to be used by VAR. One of many. So, like in the A League Grand Final last mm. year, when Victory scored a clearly offside goal, and that was a failure of the tech. They said the VAR, which is the squiggly lines. Wasn't wasn't in operation. It yeah. failed. The system failed. But surely, even just from the clear vision, the VAR referee should be going, okay, well, that system's not working. Same way if Hotspot's not working, but Snicko is. Yep. You go, well, shit, we can hear it. Yep. I think that what this just proves to me is, that, and I'm, I'm more and more of this view as these incidents pop up, is in the search for things to become black and white and in the search for perfection... Things get more grey. It's just gotten more grey. That's what happens when you mix black and white. That's a good one. And we're just getting more issues. Like this this thing of trying to figure out, oh, it was a foul, was it in the box? It goes from, geez, you know what, that's not even a fucking foul. Yeah. To, oh, it's got to be a penalty. Mm. And that's that's not what we want. And that's what we're getting. Cricket's the same. You know what, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose them. There are plenty of guys in history that have... Nicked one and been given out LB or not nicked it and been given out caught behind. Plenty of goals have been scored offside, that sort of thing. It, it happens and you just live with it. Now we're trying to – the pressure on the referee or the umpire is enormous. They actually have no wiggle room. They've actually got no human error yep. anymore. Because mm. the scrutiny of the viewer yeah. is and, so extreme. And when what happens on Saturday – And we're so well equipped with technology to be able to say, I know exactly what happened yeah. here and you got it wrong. And in the search for accountability – you're actually making it more nerve-wracking an experience for the referee to look at it and go, oh, shit. And, and they're, they're saying in so many sports the inability to be able to get enough numbers through for umpires and referees yeah. with that level of oh, scrutiny. just making I mean, it worse. Well, absolutely. Because he sits there and goes, the referee Kurt Ames, I think his name was, he looks at it and goes, and once again, in good faith, in real time, at pitch level, whatever, three victory guys go to Fornaroli, and he probably figures in the heat of the moment, I think he's been fouled. 
yeah. you know, one of them's clipped him, whatever. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm comfortable, even in his heart of hearts. He's probably thinking, I'm comfortable to give a free kick there. Edge of the box, tricky, whatever. And then he goes from that, like we said, to thinking, oh, I've got to give him a penalty. I refuse to believe any referee in that situation would be comfortable looking at that footage and going, yeah, that's a pen. Yeah, yep. that's yep. worthy of a penalty. Even if he thinks he can't reverse his decision, yep. surely he walked back on the pitch going, fuck. Oh, shit. This is fucking soft. Talk cricket, boys. Fabian's <laughs> got to go. He's got to... He's in a bit of strife. He's in a bit of strife. Um, yeah, we can talk cricket whilst Fabian uh, has a shit. Let's not mince words. Um, what a fucking disaster. Oh, very much so. Like, but I'm not. I'm not surprised. Well, I don't, I don't think any of us are. I mean, we we said the other week the the ability for the Australian cricket team to have responded where they were, the position they were in in the first test. It was such a great rearguard action and survival, and in isolation, great performance. But you've got to back it up. I'm always wary of of sort of celebrating the fact that they batted out. I'm sitting there going, yeah, look, you batted it out, you saved a result, but let's that's the fucking bare minimum, oh, surely. It is, it is, but there's an attitude that goes with test cricket. And and, and we, we dominated an era of cricket where we went for the jugular, mm. we played hard, we set aggressive um, fields, we backed our bowlers in that they could score, take 20 wickets, and our batting was good enough that we could keep the opposition out the field for a long period of time, and, and we enjoyed it. Mm. The fast pace has continued on. And we haven't been able to keep up with it. And as a result, we've ended up having, like, we can have good sessions. Well, and when yeah. we have a good session, everything works. But, gee, when we go bad, we lose what, um, shitloads of wickets in, in, in very, very quick succession. And, and, and the key element to test cricket is sometimes you just need to dig in. Discipline. And if you, do not, if you score one run in an hour of cricket... If that's what you need to do to be able to bed your team's performance down, it's what you do. I think we saw warning signs uh, sort of early in the Indian series where I think was it was – did we win the first test in India? Um, I know that you're the testing the memory I know now. that the first two were sort of like toss of the coins. I think we did. Like the first two were really hard-fought, yes. really close competitive test matches, and they were great. They were brilliant. And we just – like you, I think it showed the fragility of the side in that – flighty. On the back of a really fucking strong showing, yep. fantastic, dug in, aggressive with the ball, um, concentration with the bat, outstanding, did everything you would want them to do. They got shaken a little bit in the second, and then we're just done. Yep. Yep. It was like That's that exactly boxer with a glass jaw. Yeah. They got they were strutting around the ring and their whatever, and as soon as they got tagged, they were just done. Ooh, I'm out. <laughs> you had a lot. You, you had a lot of guys that were just. Do we need to name names? It's the dynamic duo, Fucking isn't it? Hell. Like, I, I, I'd hate bashing them purely and simply because they're easy fodder. They're easy targets, but yeah. But, like, at the same time, Justin Langer sat... And they use Nick Maxwell as an example. And I'm not a big Nick Maxwell booster per se, but they use him as an example that not making enough runs, you've got to go back and make runs. Runs will get you in this team. Runs, but then also they... I think they look... I think the one thing that they're looking at is who has sound technique. Yeah. I, I think that's what it's coming back to. I, I, I think, I think their first approach is we need guys that at the highest level have a technique that's sound enough to be able to stand up. And, and, like, and if that's what they're doing with yeah. the Marsh brothers, 
sport. I, I get it. Sean But Sean if it ain't does. working, you've you got to say, who's next? And then I heard a little bit of Justin Langer today, and he, and he he's a big one, actually, whenever you hear Justin Langer interviewed, somebody will put that on him. So you and I are talking to Justin Langer and saying, surely the Marsh boys have to be right on the cusp of being dropped. Their form has been underwhelming. They're not making any runs. You know, they're in the middle order. It's a very important position they're holding down, and they're not delivering. And he'll... He'll go back to, oh, you know, it wasn't long ago that, you know, he's scoring big hundreds in the Australian summer. And you go, that, mate. It's the old you're, line, you're only as good as your last innings. You, you were on the radio when you got the gig, clearly explaining runs will get you in the team, runs will keep you in the team. Yep. Go, these guys don't make runs. Yep. And more than that, you know what it is? Like, you, you hit the nail on the head. We lose a couple wickets. Sean Marsh strolls to the crease. What are you thinking? Are you thinking, regard? You're thinking he's gonna he's gonna shut the back door for a, you know an hour? Well, he should. But does he? Not often. You just sit but, there going, you're does, just as fucking likely to go this over. But it, but then Nick Maxwell is 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 the Brendan Favola of cricket. Yes, you know he's he's his best is great. Um, but at any moment in any situation, he's just as likely to try and reverse sweep a six. He did. Um, this is T Twenty, different beast altogether. But he did execute one of the most extraordinary leaves in the history of cricket <laughs> in that big bash yep. when he just stepped away, gave himself room, didn't offer a stroke, and was just skittled. It was uh, extraordinary. My son did that last weekend. Yeah, but how old's he? Oh, he's ten. Yeah, he hasn't been playing top class cricket for a decade. Well, it's funny. He was there was two guys on the opposition team that could really bowl. Yeah, okay. The rest of the team weren't so great. That's what it feels like at all levels of junior sport. There's usually two or three that are, they know what's happening. Yeah, and that's the difference. Well, my boys were winning. They were in front. They were doing well. And Tyron had that. They had to retire after thirty deliveries. So on day one, he'd that retired. Sucks. He, he'd opening the he'd open the batting. How many did he make? He'd made six. Okay. But it was a good six. It's a good six. Um, and, and at that level, you know, 10 or 15 of your 30 oh, balls sometimes huge. are unplayable. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like in the, They're not even on the pitch. So he's done okay. He needs to play, probably put, needs to play a, a few more shots, but he was doing well. <laughs> We're working on that. We're working on yeah. that. But this kid, gun bowler, comes in and he's bowling over the wicket to him and he's, and he's bowling quick. And at this level... The wicketkeeper standing right back, which is unheard like, of. Like, what is happening? And so, anyway, and Tyron had played some fantastic defensive shots, kept him out, looked really, really solid. Yeah. And to his credit, the other kid bowled around the wicket, and he changed up the angle. Uh-huh. And Tyron's standing there, and he's he's obviously bowled him from a different angle. He's looked at it, and he's gone. Don't have to play it this one. Yeah. Shouldered arms. Took out the off stump, and you sit there and you're going, yeah. "Oh well, that's part of the learning process." And and again, he'll remember that forever. To, well, he will, he will. <laughs> but kudos to the other fella, yeah, for trying something different because he didn't look like he was going to get torn out. You know, you're likely. You, you, this is we're going off track a bit, but I like it. I like that you, this is what sort of, um, whether it be a coach or something, it's a really simple thing. Yep. That whoever's coaching them just during the week has obviously recognised that he's got two good weapons. Yep. And the idea is that, like it all, you go your work. You work in tandem. Yes. Yep. You work with one another. We're going to mix it up. We're going to try to confuse a little bit, because at that level, generally, footy, soccer, whatever, organisation is everything. Totally. So, and, and if you do it well and you're well organised, you can make up for a little bit yeah. of lack of talent just through oh, doing I, things right, and I, especially out in the field. Especially. I would love. I can't even remember how long ago it was. It was probably ten years ago, maybe even more. Etihad Stadium, Carlton were playing someone. It was a Saturday night. Little league game going on. 
the best Little League team I've ever seen. And it's one of those things where you're sitting there going, I would have loved to have known who they were. Yes. So you could just keep a little bit of an eye on. There was five or six of them that were just unbelievable. Yep, yep. One of them, they were like playing proper football. They were, would have been, what, 10 or how, Switch however. Switch and play, however coming down the other side, channeling to Fabian's, a centre half forward. Fabian's back. He looks stressed. He looks exhausted. He looks lighter. He does. <laughs> he looks five pounds lighter. He looks drawn in the face. But they were doing this thing, like they were kicking to like centre half forward. Yep. And this guy, their leading forward, would lead, he'd mark the ball overhead like yep. in a bit of a pack. And then someone would run past, overlap to receive. He'd yeah. dish it off. They would deliver to someone else on the lead, and it was just unbelievable. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters like, of under ten football. Uh, it's you know one of those things where you're sort of half paying attention. You're talking a bit about the footy that's been played to that point. You're sort of only half paying attention, and then Dad and I sort of both at the same time went, "Are we watching this?" Like you, the Washington a, Generals play. These guys are literally. fucking brilliant. Uh, we've covered cricket, so we can Bold, move on. Gully slip mid off. Short, All these short leg, silly mid wicket. Is that a, is that a position? Uh, really. No, no. It's a silly mid off. Yeah, that's what you're thinking. You're close. Oh, whatever. Slips. You Slip, need it. Slips cordon. You need to get on um, fine leg third <laughs> man. Seriously, it should be made fucking illegal. By the way, for international teams to not have a third man. You like it? You love a third. Have man, to have it? a fucking third man. We are, Australia haven't played with a third man for what feels like 20 years. And but every, is that because we back our slips Gordon in? Or we what? back him in too much, what, clearly, because we fucking man? give up about 40 runs and in innings. He plays on the offside, on the boundary. You've lost me at offside, man. He He's plays. basically the reverse of fine leg on the offside. So basically a guy's batting. And if he gets an edge that goes through slips, he's the he's almost a backstop. This guy just casually slips. walks over. Generally, so he's on the upper left hand side of the screen. That's yes. exactly right. Yeah. Okay. To a right hander. Yeah, yeah. And he just he just strolls around and collects the ball. We fucking give up so many fucking runs down a third man, one. and it's just mind boggling. Fuck. Well, down a third man. Am I correct in saying that Pakistan thought they had a four? Yes. 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 Very good. I thought you weren't paying any attention. <laughs> that was that was generally one of the most extraordinary runouts. Surely there's no there's none worse than that. It's the worst I've seen. Oh my god! I think and it was so him, very Pakistan. It was. It absolutely was. It was somebody actually tweeted something to that effect, saying, "This is what I love about Pakistani cricket. It's brilliant, and then it's mad." Yep. You don't know. You're going to get some great play. Then you're going to get some mind-boggling shit you've never seen before. Absolutely. And Shahid Afridi wasn't even out there. <laughs> so the the umpires under no no, they're out of their ground. It's the old play, play to the whistle. It is basically, but he, he he doesn't have to say I haven't called four. He just well the ball's not. He doesn't dead. have to. No, like it's up to the batsman to be aware. If he doesn't call four, it's not four. So therefore, balls in play. Do the right thing. Don't be having a mid mid pitch discussion. Fucking weird. Just unprofessional. Just unprofessional. Well, this, uh, Poor we, concentration. We spoke about it whilst you were having a shit. That it's just about concentration. Yep. There's you know, a time to dig in and do things right. There's a time and to realise that you're well out of your ground and the ball is still in play. Yeah. Um, you guys can touch base now on NFL. I'm not going to have a shit. I'll just sit here quietly. <laughs> on NFL? Yes, go. Shoot. Oh. Well, I don't know where you want to start, but I, this week this week, there was a milestone, which I, I thought was worthwhile Absolutely. Um, oh, no. recognising. Fuck, what was um, it? Someone said obviously, you know, the N- most sacks in the history or someone's fucking <laughs> listen, run the most yards on a Wednesday night man. in fucking November. Or... 
or somebody's, you know, thrown the most fucking incomplete passes on a night in which the temperature was no more than 74.8 degrees. Somewhere in the vicinity of that. We had our fourth quarterback of NFL history to throw 500 touchdowns. Oh, who was it? Well, it was Drew Brees from the New Orleans Saints. And he's your mate. He of the, you know, plays in a dome and all that sort of stuff. And he's playing in idyllic. Invalidated. Well, look, and, and it was just interesting because Asterisk. I asked the question of Fab beforehand. I said, well, name the three blokes that are ahead of him. And I named them all. Johnny Unitas. Very close. Very close. Uh, Broadway Joe. <laughs> well, you started looking a little oh, bit too Manning. far back, did you? Yeah. Be... You've immediately gone to Dan Marino, who was good for a stat. but It'd be Peyton Manning would be one of them. Well, Peyton Manning's number one. So Tom yeah. Brady? Number three. Peyton Manning, Tom so you, Brady. You know more than you, than uh, you let me on. This guy's an icon. This guy's a jet. Leave it with me. Did he actually play for the Jets once? Not Joe Namath. When yes, he left, he yes, did, didn't yes, he? Yes, yes, He was a jet. Vinny Testaverde? No, no, he wasn't that and good he was a Vinny. vet. He, he was a vet. A vet. A vet, vet jet. This guy's an actor, Sean, in a movie mm. you probably like. Oh, not uh, uh, Joe, what's his name? No, um, Terry Bradshaw. No. No. He's in, he, he's in the longest yard, isn't he? Failure like. to launch. He's... Uh, <coughs> Matthew McConaughey's father. Who did he play for? The Green Bay Packers. Cheesehead oh, Packers. Oh, not uh, of course. Brett, yeah. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Yeah. Favre. <laughs> yeah, so you just sort of think that sort of company, and, and one of your other guesses was Joe Montana. So yeah. to, to think that this guy is better than Marino, better than Montana. Like Troy Aikman, Joe Theismann. Be, be, better than Aikman, Joe Theismann. There he goes again. Yeah. Um, Born Joe Theismann. Theismann. Um, <laughs> some some very very good um, company. So Absolutely. no, I, I, no, no. I, I like that. He's breaking record each week. He seems to be passing another milestone. Um, Drew Brees. And Does it? Is he one of those guys who everyone thinks is a really good player, but they kind of have? They're like. Uh... He's 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 a like oh, Jesus. He five hundred. You know, like when some guys he's get a to, B plus. He's they a get solid like five hundred touchdowns, player. and you're like, uh, I reckon yeah. he's an A. He's an A. He's, a an a. he's just not an A plus. Yeah, well, and I think that's the issue. You, you're going. He's really good. He gets it done. But I think the other thing is there's something about a quarterback. You want your bloke to be six four, six five, six six, big arm, move in the pocket, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Breeze just throws, but he's only like six one. He's a yeah. fucking midget. Yeah, and so you he's sit like there and you're going... six. you got you, you got to give credit. He's like just not loved. He's, he's got the, it's like having the fucking job. Peter Dinklage out there. <laughs> but, yeah, look, You'd he's... He'd be, be about four foot, wouldn't he? Yeah, I'd be, be lucky to be four foot, I would have thought. There's a there's a Google search there for you, mate. Station you. agent. Uh, in Bruges, he was in as well. So. I haven't seen that one either. I've heard it. Brilliant film, In Bruges. I would give In Bruges the, four I just want to point out, and I'll point this out every single week until the NFL season's over. That, uh, every game matters. you got to go Carson Wentz, eh? Every the game matters. Kansas City Chiefs, Sean, when I told you that every these guys are on their way to the matters. Super Bowl, and you laughed Mate, at me. Mate, I didn't they... laugh at you. I said that the Pats would beat them. You laughed at me, and the Pats beat them. Yeah, but you I didn't, didn't say that was what shit. we all took away from that game. I didn't these understand. guys dropped 40 points. Y- and they lost. That's all right. They're six and one. They're six and one. So basically, the, there's okay. losing and losing credibility. They never lost. credibility. I didn't say they lost credibility. No, I no, said absolutely. that they would lose, and they did. And, and Tim has managed. He's trying to twist that to save face, but he's failing. This Tim has raised the point of whether Patrick Mahomes is well. He's in contention for the MVP, but will I reckon he's won a, it. effectively a first year player be awarded the MVP? You get the rookie of the year. 
the comeback well, player already, of the he's year. He's already played a, a, a game. Yeah, that, that doesn't work like the, uh, what's our one called? The Rising Star? Yeah. Where you can play. Or the NBA Rookie of the Year when you're playing your second season. You can play six seasons. and Second season removed from being drafted, yet you're still a rookie. I don't get it. But he didn't play. Yeah, but he's not a rookie. So what? But he didn't play. He just seeds his year of eligibility. Your rookie is your first year. Just because he didn't play in his first year. You're a Donovan Mitchell fan, obviously. No, no, no. I'm a massive Ben Simmons fan, but they did the same thing with uh, old mate who jumped over the car, Blake Griffin. Didn't he jump over a car when he won the slam dunk competition? No, I think you'll find that that was uh, Big Shoulders. Um, Bugsy, uh, Aaron Gordon. No. Bugsy Moogs. Aaron Gordon is the greatest dunk display or greatest tournament display of all time. Is he like the Daniel Howe? Did you not watch Zach Levine? I, I now like Zach Levine, given that he's a Chicago Bull, but Aaron Gordon's dunk contest three years ago. Was it three years ago or two years two, ago? Two, I think. Yeah. Two years ago, yeah. I don't not? get it. I watch it and I His just don't get it. His performance was phenomenal. Phenomenal. They all seem the same. Off the rotating... Um, I don't know. I feel like we've accomplished... Off the rotating segue over the mascot, through the legs. Mate, it, I feel it, like it we've accomplished... You good. know what I feel no, like? No, no, no one's done what he did. The NBA dunk competition to me is a bit like New Year's Eve fireworks. I think we've accomplished all we can. And it's nah, just Aaron Gordon took it to I, a I get what you're saying, but Gordon, like, Gordon uh, and Levine as well, I think... Yeah. Just stepped it up a little bit. So what was I talking about before we got distracted? Something about NFL. Um, We were talking about Blake Griffin being a a non-rookie rookie. Are we talking about basketball Dwight Howard jumped over the car with the Superman cape on. He might have too. He's got the biggest shoulders I've ever seen. He is, yeah. He's he's a bruiser. And then he just, didn't he just become shit all of a sudden? He fell off a cliff. He went to LA and just turned to crap. Just fuck. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, we want to, we've done talking about NFL. Don't um, I'm just saying the Kansas yep. City are rolling. Uh, LA is seven and zip. They are going to the Super Bowl, barring an absolute. People calamity. said Richmond will win in the flag. Things can change. LA will make the NFC Championship game as without a, a doubt. Without, without a, a as doubt. a minimum. Yep. And I Kansas agree with that. and Kansas City, I think, will make the championship game on the other side. I agree, as well. So um, I reckon I'll lock them in, and yep. let's see what happens in the next ten games. Yep. And uh, don't every worry. game matters. Just remember that, guys. Every game matters. In the NFL, it does, Sean. No, it doesn't. Because, no, it does because you're in divisions. There'll be a game at the end of the year. There'll be a game in the next that doesn't matter. Guaranteed. Yeah, I know when you get. You're talking about in round in, in week 18 and so forth. But yeah, when, when you, when you three, play. Three yeah, and eight plays yeah. five and. But when you're in a division, like we're, we're three and four. But you're we're fucked. in the hunt because our division. No, we're just going to top fucked. our division. Fucked. Yeah, we are fucked. You're fucking but, cooked, mate. But You've had a lot else, of injuries. Everyone else in our division is equally as bad. Bring back Nick. We can't defend. Nick the dick. Bring him back. <coughs> Carson's not our issue. We're all over the place. We're just not not playing well. But um, oh, it was obviously the Eric Reed yes. confrontation. Talk to me about this. Oh, with fucking, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, now, I don't know what this is. Are you following this story at all, Sean? No, I've got, no I thought he was talking about Justin Reed and Josh Jenkins. No. <laughs> So obviously Eric Reed has gone out with the captains, although he's not a captain, pre-game, and gotten Malcolm Jenkins's face. Now they've obviously got history, um, just by way of background. These two were part of the Players Coalition, which was formed post the whole Colin Kaepernick saga. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know the kneeling during the anthem. The coalition got together and was Barnaby to, Joyce involved in this in to some effectively respect? Push the matter forward, and 
as Eric Reed sees it, that Malcolm Jenkins has basically overtaken the issue from Kaepernick. Yep. Negotiated with the NFL a care package, in inverted commas, to uh, you know that goes towards you know the social injustices and all the causes that they're all fighting in, for. Fighting for. But I don't think Reed and Kaepernick were in agreement with the direction that the coalition wanted to take. They they sold out a little bit. And you got called a sellout and everything else, and it all escalated from there. And it's, I reckon it's it's taking, the players needed a united front, and I just think this is taking away from the whole issue because they're no longer united. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's, there's infighting. Well, the bottom line is they've been able to shine a light on the issue, which I think means it's been successful. But I think, as you say, they... But eventually someone would need to have... You need a... Okay. I think awareness was raised. Yeah, no, it was. It was. Now, but what are we going to do about it? But, I think but, that was the but coalition's... Then they've said, now let's look after our athletes that have had the the balls, the temerity, whatever you want to call it, to be able to stand up and, 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 and be the... Oh, put, put themselves before everybody else... And yet, at the end of the day, it's taken a long, long time for Eric Reed to get a job after the incident. But Kaepernick obviously is still unemployed, and and I still believe he shouldn't be unemployed. How long have we been recording for? I don't know. Oh, really? I'm joking. We're recording. Continue. Shit. You, you for real? Yeah. You've pulled a. We're not recording. I did. Why? I was bored. Continue we with your big gun shy. It's, 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 it's a huge issue. I don't know. The last time we tackled race relations, we talked for 15 minutes. <laughs> no, no, I think we're, we're I think talking we're done. fucking yeah, marble. No, we're just raising it. Was a, it was a, it's a huge story in the uh, NFL. And it was a, take your word for it. And it kind of came to a head on the field, which was um, explode. Every, Eric, we went nuts. Yeah, passionate man. Hit on He, he put a hit on Carson Wentz. Good. And then um, obviously he was flagged for it. And then Zach Ertz gets up to go and. Remonstrate. He drops the shoulder, flips Zach Ertz over on his ass. <laughs> Who's not a small man. No. So it was, um, he, he, was, uh, he was all fired up. and Sounds pretty exciting. He was benched. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, Ron Rivera's thought, you're too emotional here. Yeah. But he's yep. calmed down, come back in the fourth and basically helped them. It was a 17 to nil is what they were at the start of the fourth. And they've come back and beat us 22 to 17. So it was... That, uh, that hurts. Not great for my Eagles, but... Uh, yeah, it sounds like the Eagles shit the bed. Huge story. Yeah, you do. If you're giving up a 17-0 lead, as good as the opposition can be, you've, you've thrown that away. Yeah, okay. no doubt. Uh, from one fracker to another, tell me about the basketball. Beautiful. Loved it. Yeah, I enjoy- well, look, I'm a Lakers fan, and we came out on the wrong side of the result, but for a young team... Of the fight... I think you got more punches in the fight. Oh, you're talking I, about the actual basketball game? Oh, no, the actual basketball game. Yeah, I was happy with the fight. Um so, yeah, we've got uh, Houston Rockets playing LA in LA. Yep. It's LeBron's first home game. Mm-hmm. Great little contest. Lakers hung in there. I hate when they do shit like that. I hate how opening night miss a huge missed opportunity. Oh, totally. To not have LeBron at home yep. opening night. Huge missed opportunity. Fuck it. I just hate when they make stupid decisions fixturing like that. Yeah, but opening night's always going to be big. What's big that's happening in the second week? Well, second week's going to be LeBron's first home game. Oh, no, I hate it. I reckon you go, you cash in, you go all out, and you go. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, opening night should be he's at home. 
They had a few misses. Eyes. They had a few misses. But they've obviously they missed LeBron's opportunity. They've missed. They've scheduled OKC to play the Warriors, and Russ is injured. He's injured. Yeah, they so didn't he, know that at the time. So you know, it's it's they've had a few. But, but to the swings, to the fight, Rajon, Rajon was he was unhappy. Well, CP three put his fingers in his face. You shouldn't do that. Didn't well, I can't believe that he only got two weeks. Didn't CP three put him on his ass about two times in the match? And then uh, Rondo, yeah, but that's part that's part of the game. He was embarrassed. And then Rondo took a swing, connected, not well, he got him okay. The the big issue is Brandon Ingram coming in and throwing a haymaker. Yep. So he's got the most. He's got four. He got weeks. four. Yep. You got four. The NBA would be loving this. Eighty-two game season. You need something early on. Oh, and look, I think for the Brandon Ingrams of the world, I mean, he was picked two in the draft. Very talented, pretty tall, pretty skinny. Very tall, long legs. Yeah, has performed, but needs to be better. But the one criticism of him is he's probably plays within his shell a little bit. So in the end, the Brandon Ingram that read his head on whatever it was, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, you've gone, welcome to the NBA, Brandon Ingram, and you thought, you've got something to say yeah. now all of a sudden. Now that he's got a four-week suspension, he owes his teammates to be able to sort of come back and, and perform. But if he's going to lift his levels of aggression and really stick it to the opposition, you know, do it on the scoreboard as well, please. But yeah, you, you might have found a, a bona fide. So that's good. Have they won a game yet, LA? I uh, can't remember how we went in our se- I think we got done in our second game, but they're they, very... You got, you got done in... You went to overtime, LeBron missed a couple of yep. free throws, so... Yeah, you did too, I, I, I remember watching I think 0-3. Yeah. Well, they're basically saying at the moment Luke Walton is favourite to be the first coach to lose his position. As Sean will tell you, but Luke, it won't happen. Luke Walton isn't actually coaching his side. LeBron is coaching Just the fucking league. coach the team, LeBron. Like, <laughs> seriously. So, um, so that's what you're doing. There's not other. There's not too many other big stories going around. Like, it's, it's like baseball. An 82 game season. There'll be incidents yep. rather than highlights. Incidents and allegations. So, yes. Paul Simon. You can call me Al. Correct. Simon. Um. Shout out to Pete. Pete shout loves out to that Pete. Song. That's why I mentioned it. I know Pete's yeah. a big Paul Simon fan. I don't know if Pete's a big Paul Simon fan. Just a huge song. Fan of that song, it's and that is a, that's a ripping, it's a great ripping song. film clip. Uh, <laughs> it's a good, Chase. it's a good film clip. But <laughs> when he miss, where he mistakes the bongo stand as a coffee table, and just throws the glass through it, that's brilliant. Give it a watch, YouTube it. Yeah, we'll uh, tweet it. No, we ain't gonna tweet it. No, no. Uh, quickly, we done on basketball. We're done. We're done with basketball. F one. Lewis Hamilton will wrap up the title in Mexico. He couldn't quite get it done in uh, Austin, in Texas. Kimi Räikkönen won his first race since 2013, I think, and uh, led led home um, Max Max Verstappen in second, and obviously Lewis in uh, in third. Uh, Dan, unfortunately, engine failure again. He was looking okay, and just out of the race pretty early on, and and that was his uh, his day done, which was a shame. But um, yeah, Lewis, he's more than got it wrapped up. He'll win it next outing. I'm not exactly sure of the maths, but. The gap is is so enormous now that you know it's basically probably done. a fucking sixth or seventh finish will do it. So uh, he'll just cruise home, claim a fifth world title. I think that'll make it for Lewis. So Not bad. That sticks in my crawl, but that's that's fine. Good on him. Uh, EPL soccer fab. Can I just go back to F one for a moment, Sean? Mm. You'd be loving that I'm bringing up something. What do you oh. got for me? 
Um, old Philip Morris are back on the Ferrari livery. Really? Are they allowed to do that? Just not in half the countries that the calendar is. No, it's it's Mission Winnow, which I don't know. I don't even know what Winnow means, but it's not Wino, is it? It's it's basically it's 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 Philip Morris. Is that the old joke? Uh, sponsoring. So if you saw the Ferrari livery at the last Grand Prix, yeah, actually the last I didn't know what MW meant. So it's Mission Winnow. It's Philip Morris's company. Is it a prestige cigarette? So brand? they're not. They're not specifically promoting any brand. Are they selling cigarellos? No, but they are trying to transition out of cigarettes into healthier alternatives. So whilst they're not pu- <laughs> whilst they're not pushing any product, what? they're not pushing the black tar anymore. Whilst they're not pushing a product specifically. So if you go to Mission Windows website, it's Philip Morris saying we're not pushing. A you know product. what it is actually? It's- this is just our mission statement. So it's- effectively, Ferrari are plastering <laughs> their vehicle with Philip Morris's. You know what it is? It's statement. Philip Morris. They've they've grown up. They've moved out of cigarettes. Now they're selling heroin. <laughs> Put it on the car. This is the heroin arm of their business. So um, it's back. There you go. Scuderia Ferrari Mission, mission Winner. That old cigarette. Remember the the old uh, Wonder Years joke? What was uh, Kevin Arnold's favourite brand of cigarettes? Winnie. Something about Winnie. Winnie Blues. Yep. Do you remember oh, the rumour going around the Yeah, poor Marilyn Manson. was Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of Marilyn they Manson. They do look similar. I have watched a very good documentary, four-parter, on Netflix. Jesus, that's fucking three parts too many. Uh, the Defiant Ones. It's about, um, it basically follows the life and career of Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you can summarise it for me in 10 seconds? No, it's too long. It's four-parter. All right, I'll live. Give it a look. We were about if to talk like EPL. In the music industry, give it a look. I gave... Unai Emery, I said that Unai Emery would be good. I think he just needs time. And Unai Emery is going great guns. Ten in a row. Ten in a row for the and Gunners. And did we see the Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang goal at the end of eight consecutive passes coming from... I mean, from eight's not anything to get too fucking... United's got a goal against Panther Nikos. It was fucking like 900 passes. Yeah, but they did it round in fucking circles. They went from from the... Defending goal square. It's a good goal, but it's a cracking Every goal. time Arsenal fucking score, it's a cracking goal. A nice goal. The Arsenal fans can't fucking wait. They didn't waste a possession. It was as efficient as you get it. It was like they were playing against I will go hats. to my grave. It was magnificent. I will go to my grave. You can fucking show me that Aaron. Was it Aaron Ramsey scored the one last year? Uh, yeah. Or a year or two ago? Yeah. You can show me that one to your fucking blue in the face, and I will put up Nanny against City in the Community Shield. Yeah. Every fucking day. We a very good city team. Just one touch passing. And the nanny's finish to like just dink it. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. Do yourself, do yourself a favour, Tim. Yeah. I, I will check it out and I will compare it. Chuck and it on if it's better than what Sean I saw on the on weekend. I actually probably will chuck that one on Twitter. We'll, go, we'll, we'll give a shout out to Man United then. Shout but, out to nanny. But uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's goal. One of, the, one of the great. They didn't really yeah. ever do a lot of it. They didn't do a lot of the chant, but one of the great chants of all time. I, I don't reckon it was terribly undersold. Was um, nanny, nanny, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, fantastic. are you okay, nanny? I like it. That's all I need to say about EPL. So, oh, look, if you want to say anything else about your struggling team, go for your life. Uh, we did, we had a decent second half against Chelsea. Oh, that's good. But uh, yeah, we're we're. We ha- we're directionless at the moment, United. Um, we turn up and just what happens, happens. It looks like we've got no... It's like the reason we 
aren't getting completely belted week in, week out is because the actual caliber of the players that we have on the pitch are all good footballers. The problem is I don't think they're drilled to play a specific way. They're not drilled to We've got to a, a very, task. very reactionary manager who, to his credit of late, seems to be able to handle that. Both oh, on and off the pitch. He seems to be going, what's going wrong? Let's try to fix happen. it. Are you watching that goal, are you? It's fucking ridiculous. The ball actually starts. This is so much better than Arsenal's goal. Nanny actually wins the ball about 35 yards from De Gea. Chuck it over. You talk about Manchester United, I'll, I'll, I'll give oh, a... There's not much to talk about. It's, it's I think... Just talk about Mourinho's reaction to the it was Chelsea it was trader. It was Khabib-like. He just I did, jumped I, the fence. I did like that in typical tabloid fashion, it was Mourinho sees red and Mourinho loses cool. I will give kudos to Maurizio Sarri for yeah, his handling like, of it. He went to Mourinho whilst on the pitch and said, I will take care of it. Yeah. And to Mourinho's credit, Mourinho said, I got the apology and I accept and that's the thing, Mourinho's not one to hold a grudge. Like, Conte's effectively been a prick to Mourinho. Conte is a madman. Yeah. The cleaners are going to knock and ask to... Um... Tim is giving the thumbs up. So I'm just giving him the no. Um, and then, obviously, this morning, EPL result, the big result of the morning was... Uh, Champions League, you mean? Dual, what did I call it? You said EPL. Yeah, sorry. You also said UCL. Yep. EPL. The big result of the morning, um, Juve... Juve. Uh, very good. Cristiano very good Ronaldo cannot pronounce Juve to save himself. What does he say? Juve. Yeah, well, he's an idiot. Come on, mate. You're like the marquee signing for this club. You are the poster boy. It's Juve. Their official he, club suit probably like more like to say Juve, wouldn't he? With the J. Yeah. yeah like a ha- Javier. So his press conference was, it was weird. It was Most of the questions were either in Spanish or Italian. And he, uh, he, he speaks Portuguese. And he spoke. He's, no, he speaks Spanish, but yeah, he, obviously, he, he was yeah. replying in English. He's um he's a very shiny man. He's, he's getting shinier. Shiny. It's like it's like actually they put, the, they put the yes, they put the <laughs> fucking like the the key lights on him, and he's glowing. He's like that little man at the mm. start of in, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the idol, <laughs> the little amulet thing, the little, yeah, a little icon. Um, no, but um, they. They outplayed us. Yeah, they were very good. Look, people were losing their rag. I saw a lot of people on on Twitter were, you know, calling United out, terrible, embarrassing, whatever. Sometimes there's no shame. They're just a better team than oh, we totally. are. Totally, I said it happens. To, I said to Sean because you might, may have had to leave. For I did work. I did, and I just flatly said Juventus are one of the. I've got them as the best club side in the world at the moment. Now Real Madrid, yeah, that can you can say that they, you know reigning European champions and everything, they're, they're struggling, like United are this year. They're, they're horrible. They're about seventh in La Liga in a two-team league. They're seventh. It's pretty tough. So, um, <laughs> so um, Juventus are better than Bayern, and I reckon they are... Uh, Could this be a first Champions League? Four. Juve. Third Champions League. They won, they won two, are they? They've won two. I've seen them. Oh, of course. Well, one who, who was, was I thinking about? One was the the Heisel match. No, um, you're quite right. Oh well, that's so. The, now they played a game after that, so a stadium falls, kills people. Yeah, that, they play think, a game. I don't think people realise what was happening. Um, um, and then in ninety five, ninety six. Yes. 
Who am I thinking of? One of those teams hasn't won one. Big teams. You're quite right. Mm. Well, it's not. Not Juventus. Definitely not Milan. It's definitely not AC Milan. No. Seven. I think. Yeah, they got seven. I think they fucking cheated to win most of them. So. um, Uh, Yeah. So that's that's. So look, as I said, yeah, I think United just got beaten by arguably the best team in. And you can see the difference between the two teams. Juve were very, very well disciplined, very, very well set up, and were able to control the match and have it played entirely how they wanted it played. Juventus fell asleep. And we second couldn't. Half, and that's the only time we looked like. Yeah, we, but and we just couldn't. Maybe that's just the taxing sort of nature of it. You, you do drop away a little bit, obviously, as fatigue sets in. Moving on now to the segment of the show that is drawing, well, parallels with some of the very best segments in all of radio podcasting, broadcasting. Tim's Nuggets. Uh, do we want to do a wrap up? For, I don't really want to do a wrap up of racing because I hate racing. Give us do you a brief want to do a run, wrap up of Tim's Nuggets. Uh, give us a brief rundown of this whole Winks <laughs> thing with the fucking trainers. And uh, one of the trainers said Winks is no good. Oh, there's a, there's an international uh, racing compare uh, commentator for or broadcaster, I guess is is the word from Europe, and his name is Matt Chapman, mm-hmm. um, and evidently does a fantastic job over in Europe. And he's turned around and said, oh, they asked the question, how is Winx rated in Europe? Well, I mean, not at all. Oh, well, you can't win 28 in a row and not be recognised and win three Cox Plates that's recognised as being the Wait for Age Championship of the Southern Hemisphere and, and not be given kudos. Um, but he's turned around and said, look, she's got a great record. What she's done is amazing, but it's widely felt that she's beating um, moderate competition. And you sit there and you're going... Don't say it, Tim. Don't say it. If you want to be a scumbag... Don't say it, Tim. If you want to be a scumbag, you can. But at the end of the day, Hartnell came out from Europe and was one of the better performers over there and Winx has destroyed it, in fact, broken its heart. And it's still winning Group 1 races over here where it's not running against Winx. <laughs> Hartnell fucking wakes up on its side and it's fright. Winx! Wakin' where's Winx? <laughs> Shit! But then um, the first... Cox Plate that she won, she competed against a horse called Highland Reel. Mm. And Highland Reel probably hadn't reached its absolute peak as a horse, Great horse at that stage. No doubt about it. However... Danny Nicolick. Well, neither had Winx. That that was the other thing. So Winx was still on the improve at that point as well. Highland Reel's gone on to be one of Europe's best horses. Mm-hmm. and Ridden by Frankie Dettori. Oh, some chance. Um, but at the end of the day... Um, they, refu- uh... they refuse to give her kudos at the You're going to tell people level. that Sean's just randomly spitballing it. And he sometimes he's landing <laughs> on, on actual... I think, uh, <laughs> I think Highland Reel, of course, is out of the uh, Godolphin stables, if I'm correct. <laughs> I, I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, I think it might be one of... Um, oh, what's that? Fucking Kamani, I believe. Oh, Francesca Kamani, very good-looking woman. What's the, what's the old man's name? Luca. 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 I almost said Luca Brazzi. He sleeps with the fish. He sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> Luca Kamani, yes, of course. Uh, Highland Real. Timbo, like, wrap up. One, with, of, one with, of Kamani's what, best. What this prick is saying about Winx. Oh, look, he, he's saying it hasn't beaten much, but look. Here, here. At the end of the day, in, when if you watch enough racing. Don't say it, Tim. That's all I fucking want. I don't want you to say it can only beat what it's fucking racing against. Oh, look, there is that, but but there's winning, Sean. That fucker should be allowed. That's how you, you know win. what should have to do? It should have to fucking race against the clock. Have to race against the fucking clock. You're going to have to get over it because they don't race against the clock, But Sean. it's fucking bullshit. But at the it's end the of the day... It's the only fucking race in the world 
where but it's you like, watch other no, races. No, no, you don't race against the clock in Formula One. It, it's a very rare thing that you see. No, you don't. A That's horse a fucking different thing. That's completely at, at any level. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Because guys, this is can biology. I have your attention for no, one second, please? Sorry. <laughs> While sorry. you're squabbling like a married couple. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Davis. It's a very rare thing yes. in any race at any level anywhere in the world mm-hmm. to be able to see a horse come from last and win. Winx has done it twenty-eight times in a She's row. She's a fucking lazy bitch. Well, no, she's so just, she, she's she just not, fast. Does she just not get out? Well, it's it's <clears throat> at the end of the day, you need a horse to... I say that a lot, don't I, at the end of the day? You do. Um, okay. That's all right. We'll let it go. What you need a horse to do in a race is to jump, be in and around the pace without expending energy. So you want to save the to sprint win. that you have to win from the till the end. So, and And she clearly has as devastating a sprint as any horse we've ever seen. So the Hugh Bowmans of the world just have to say, I've got to position her in the right spot, I've got to keep her out of trouble, I've got to give her the opportunity to be able to unwind and go. Which makes you wonder why he had it up another horse's ass well, just two weeks ago. And that was that was the criticism. Yes. You know, as we sort of said, when you're on it when you're an equine rocket, just keep it out keep it in space, give it an unfettered run. And then when you're ready to let it go, let it go. And especially to... at Flemington, it's a long enough straight you're always going to be able to win. The, the irony with Winks having won three Cox Plates in a row is the straight at at uh, Mooney Valley is really, really short. So you've got to get momentum from six, 800 metres from home. And if you're back in the field, it means you're invariably going to have to come pretty wide. So yeah. it's the track that shouldn't suit Winks. But she's still been super successful there. She's only been there three times. She's had three wins. So. I fucking I, the only reason I hope, and this isn't like tall poppy Australian nonsense. I just hope she fucking loses so people like Bruce McAvaney are crying and oh, look, are I, inconsolable. I, I'd be fascinated to see what would happen and what the narrative would be if she gets beaten. Those fucking Carlton draft cans would be worth a hell of a lot less. <laughs> but um, the other thing is that there's eight horses in the race, oh. so she has seven opponents. So if she sits last. Chances are she's going to be within six lengths of the leader. Ugh. Worst case. She's going to be close enough. Chances are Humidor will be behind it because Humidor chased it down last year and actually really pushed her. And for a moment, you thought, shit, Humidor might win this. Humidor's my nag. We, we've talked Ben Battle on this what? already, who was one of Tim's nuggets two weeks ago. It was. Yeah. What colour are Humidor's silks? Humidor wears like a, um, a green. Ooh. It's a, I want to say a minty green, but Excellent. it might not be minty per se, but it's Excellent. definitely green. It should have been tobacco brown. Tobacco brown. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, because that's where you store your cigar, isn't it? In a humidor. But I just want to fucking pull this idiot up. F1 Ooh. is not biology. This idea that, oh, you don't roast against the clock in F1. Well, it's completely fucking different. Because Sterling Moss wasn't driving the fucking Patronus Mercedes. Yeah, but, and Kelly will point this out to you. Horses are trained better today than they were during far laps days, you know, running up sand dunes and stuff. They're, 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 That's only finely because tuned, of idiots. Finely tuned animals. So this idea that all they have to do is sit there and go, if I race, if I run the fucking marathon or the 200 metres or any of that shit, and I'm like dominating, you're winning, winning, winning. At some point, the question is asked, where do they rank in history? Who else has run yeah, the marathon? these white lines, Sean. <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much. Lines of Shout out to Timbo. <laughs> Shout out to Tim. But this idea that, Eventually, they'd go. Yeah, this guy's winning You've a fair got bit. To really get over it, but like, how would he? How would he go against whoever it might be? But and I, you know how they judge that because a seventy-five-year-old man. Cup, every cup day, every cup day, they do the simulated Maccabi Diva. The, the what's old mate called? Farlap. Farlap. 
uh, race. Is that and like, all the other ones, you know, Saintly and... Is that like Mason Dixon Better loosen v, up uh, and all these other crap. Is that, is that like Mason Dixon v Rocky Balboa? Except they don't then... Rocky, Rocky was compelled at the age of 75 to come out of retirement. Yeah, with, you know, calloused bones. He was all, punchy. Calcified bones and all this. Remember, he couldn't, he couldn't lift weights. He couldn't do anything. Look, just, they had to build some hurting bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Old Duke. Duke had <laughs> hair coming out of his nostrils. He did. Duke had a lot of hair, not <laughs> on his head. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, at some point, can some fucker just like get the clock out, get the stopwatch out, and, and go, they, look, they would she the... have beaten? Yeah. Look, what, what they do do in racing... They've got it, her at times. They know how fast yeah, she Yeah, and, and they talk about her last 400 and yeah. last 600, and that's when, you know, obviously the pressure's on at this point, regardless of how quick or slow you've gone... What are you, they talk about your sectionals? What are the what are the sectionals you reel off to finish off your race? And and that's usually what you come back to from a form perspective to be able to say if you can get your horse in position and you can run a quick sectional and quicker than those are in front of you, you're a really good chance of winning. But again, you always need luck. And any time you back a horse that gets back, you need luck. Well, Winx hasn't relied on luck in 28 races. You know mm. she she really she really is a freak. But she, I still think she, she you know, walks the tightrope every yeah. single time she runs. And when you run in a Cox Plate, like there's a horse running on, it's either the Friday night or the Saturday. I think it's, I, I want to say that its name is Best of Days, but I might be right. No, it's called Trap for, Trap for Fools is what it's called. It's a Perth horse. And of its Ooh, last 15 animal. starts, it's had like 11 wins. They entered into the Cox Plate and... The committee at Mooney Valley said, "Sorry, you're not good enough. We're not even letting you in the field." What a load of shit! So they've they they've basically said, "We want this to be a heavyweight battle. We want the absolute best, best available best. in this race." There's only eight horses. There's for the- eight horses. You can have more. But, Hor- horrible but- trophy, the Cox Plate. What it, did, it, is, um, it is literally? It's worse than the Golden Slipper. A plate. It's literally a, just a silver plate. What about uh, this? You know what this fucking this it sounds like to it's me? It's like the women's trophy for the Australian Open. You know what it sounds like, Fabian. Sean sounds like Mickey in Rocky Three, when Clubber wanted a piece of old Rocco. And what did Mickey say? He goes, "I've had ten title defenses." What did Mickey say to Rocco? He goes, "These was has beens. They're all easy <laughs> and killers like this guy." It sounds like fucking Winx. No, they weren't setups. Sounds like sounds like fucking Winx is fighting the fucking Spider Ricos of the world. <laughs> Uh, she'll have a challenge this yeah, weekend. Okay, I think. Right. I think. Is, is it going to be one of your nuggets, or is that too easy? What winks? Yeah. Oh shit, no. No, no, no can't I'm not do doing that. that. No, I, that. I am taking a couple of. So- I am taking one soft option in Tim's nuggets, and give, I will recognise that. Given Mrs. it's horse racing, like there's not a dollar five. She's a dollar twenty. Mm. So they're based. You, it's a, you, it's you, a good you, kicker for a mob. You got to put five dollars in to win one back. We know how the odds work. I know how maths, basic <laughs> maths works. I question you sometimes, Sean. <laughs> after, he, after he disciplined us about five minutes ago, Tim's just gone full grade six. All right, on us. let's, <laughs> let's uh, what is uh, 25? So how do we want to do? Do we want to do we want to talk about our four winners last week? No. Do we, do we want to back over them at all? Follow us on Twitter. You will realise Tim had, f- you had five out of six. No, no, I had four out of six, and then we gave a late nugget, which gave us half a win. That's right. So five out of six. Five out of seven. It was a dead heat. No, wasn't no, it? I don't include the sauce, the, the the crap one that we lost at the start. The Joey Chestnut one. The, oh no, no, no. We had the sweet, sweet and sour sauce was an extra. Yeah, the sweet so and sour sauce. So we actually had seven is... on pod. Yeah. Yep. We had one on 
Twitter afterwards. Yep. But as you say, I agree. We don't, and, and in fact, we get we're we're letting the sweet and sour sauce die. Oh, what? Yeah. No, it's not coming no, no. out. The fuck are you talking this about? Is, Tim, no, 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 executive decision. We're doing it McDonald's style. You order the sauce, they don't give it to you. So, so what are you talking the, about? You get the sauce included. Tim, did you get your, your barbecue sauce I last asked week? For barbecue, they didn't give it to me. Every time That's... I order nuggets for Kelly at the Mill Park McDonald's, no sauce. Mate, they give you sauce hey, every I, time. No, but I want, we said before, we need something that's topical. If you can find a horse called Sexting Scandal, sweet and sour That's sauce. your job. I don't know any of these fucking horses. I couldn't find a horse called Sexting Scandal. I don't know a single fucking horse that's running this weekend that isn't or, called Wings. Jack, how about you get serious? <laughs> So, right. are all of your fucking tips at Cox, the Cox Plate meeting? No. Oh, okay, no, no. Okay. See, what, they're all Mooney Valley. They're all on Saturday? No. Oh, this See, this is the thing. On Friday night, they have the Manicato Stakes, which is a Group 1 race over 1,200 metres. Where? Mooney Valley. They're all at Mooney Valley. So, it's a little, little bit like they had the Caulfield Carnival. Working and around the clock over to get two the track weeks, ready. Yeah, over two weeks. In, in fact, they had three race meetings across the Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, I think is the way it rolls. So um, Mooney Valley got two days to jam every, all their correct, stuff in, but correct. Flemington get fifteen weeks to. Well, well, for the actual Cup Carnival, they go Monday. Oh, sorry, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So they have four race meetings in a week, basically. Mm, all right, give us your nuggets. All right, so you can't be dismissive, Sean, just because you're disinterested. Friday night. Do what night. I do. Go and take a shit if you. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Friday I, night. I drank an entire bottle one. of Turbo Lax before okay, I walked into on, the room. <laughs> Colon blow. <laughs> Are we right? Look, I'm I've writing got it these down. down. I? You've got it. All right. Let's go. Am I writing these down? Friday, Mooney Valley, race three, number three. This is our. This is the cheap shot one called Iconoclasm. Mm. At the moment, it's paying two dollars fifteen. It's a horse that's come down from Sydney. It's in extremely good form. I find it hard to see it get beaten. You don't get a hell of a lot of value, but if it kicks us off well, we're happy to take you it. You get 115 Next. cents for every dollar you put you do. on. do. Thank you very much. Profit. Um, we then jump straight into the Group 1 race. This is a little bit ballsy. You, sorry, this is on Saturday? This is still Friday. Okay. Okay. Two, yeah. two yeah. Friday, this four Saturday. This is the Manicato Stakes. What race? It's race seven. Yep. We're taking number 14, a filly by the name of Sunlight. Sunlight did some track work during the week that was extremely impressive. You there? It ran favourite in the Golden Slipper. Didn't quite win it, but it's a really good horse come back. Isn't the Golden Slipper in like April? Yeah, it is. So it's spelled after that. It's since then come back and it's come back in form. It's like a fucking Marsh brother. It had one good inning <laughs> six months ago. But it's it's it, it looks like it's in. It's really wound up and ready to go. It's drawn like barrier four. It gets out of the barriers quick. It'll get to the lead. Um, what are its odds? It, it'll. Oh, I think it's about. Three fifty-four dollars. Mm. So it's not stellar, but it'll it'll do. Then we hit Saturday. Yeah. Again, Mooney Valley race three, number three. We're backing a New South Wales mare named Savatiano, and she's a horse that has got a bit of a devastating finish as well. Drawn an inside barrier, I think it might be four as well. Should be in a perfect position if she's got the ability to be able to unwind the way that she can. I can't see her getting beaten. Very yep. happy with Savatiano. Hmm. I'm thinking a little bit of value with the next one because I just don't know what its odds are, but I really like it. Um, it's race five, number three, and it's a horse called Spin. Spin finished fourth in the Dane Hill Stakes, which is a group two race for three-year-olds. Um, some of the other horses here that have been really well-performed. Um, it doesn't win a lot, this horse. It's, it's, it, it's the only... The only caveat on it is it's a the little, only caveat on it is it can't finish. No, it's a little <laughs> bit of a, no, no. It finishes fine, but it usually 
It's like it's usually a couple golfer who's in front of it. Putt. It's like Rick Vaughan against uh, the fuck was his name? Clue Haywood. Clue Haywood, the there biggest you go. Indian killer of all. Oh, correct. I got a feeling he's due. <laughs> Next nugget. Um, so yeah, we're saying spin. We might be each way, but we're just got to see what val- the value is. If it's paying six dollars or more, back at each way. If it's only paying four dollars, four dollars, just back it to win. Race seven is the Waterford Crystal Mile, Ooh, um, yeah. which is a weight for age sixteen hundred meter race. Sorry, what's this race six? Race seven. Seven. Sorry. And we're taking number one. It's somewhat. It's somewhat won the Epsom last year, which is a big Group One race. Group one mile up in Sydney. Yeah. Um, it's one uh, one hundred and sixteen meters. <laughs> or hundred and sixty thousand <laughs> centimeters. Um I just think it's the best horse in the field at weight Good for enough age for me. as opposed to handicaps. <laughs> it's only gotta be the best horse in its field. This is true. This is true. And then we're actually backing up one of last week's nuggets as our final nugget. Yeah. Okay. So our New Zealand mare is running in race ten, is number thirteen, very elegant. Um, Spelt funnily. Yeah, it's it's a double R in very and it's a double L in elegant. Um, just to back over last week. Elegant, which L is double L? There's only one. There's only one That's L right. in elegant. It's like right. working with children and animals. <laughs> um, last week at Caulfield, there was a phenomenal leader bias. So you either won having led the whole way or... If you came over the top of the leader, you had to work awfully hard to get this. And the horses that really looked like they were going to smash their opposition would get up get up by a head only. So I think the one thing we're going to say, and we're going to talk about a couple of horses to watch in the next week or so as well, um, but Very Elegant should have won by four lengths. She won by half a length. And I just think that form, the what, what she's doing to her opposition, I think she's just a class above a lot of the other three-year-olds. Um, and I think she's actually quite backable in this race. Yeah. There's a, there's a, the top weight in the race, and I think it's called... So you're double-dipping on the nugget. I'm double-dipping on the, on the nugget. That's exactly what I'm doing. Even the sauce. That's it. We were, <laughs> I like that you removed the sauce because no one ever gets on sauce. on the non-sauce. When you would be the only two people in the world who don't get sauce. <laughs> we Everyone get sauce, gets they it. don't give it to us. What are you talking about? Tim specifically ordered extra sauce and paid for it. it. Still didn't give it to her. He got the bag, he drove off, he gets to the the studio. I'm actually almost, I'm half of a fucking mind to go to McDonald's specifically to get nuggets and I will take a photo when it says on the drive-thru order window. Sweet and sour sauce? Sweet and sour sauce. Is he deaf? I know you've got the headphones on. You're supposed to be listening to the mics, mate. I hear too much. (laughs) Okay, so just to wind it up, we've got those six nuggets. Because last week we had such a leader bias, there was two um, performances on the day that we want to highlight as a, as new racing aficionados that we are. Absolutely. There was a horse, uh, a mare called Creativity mm. that ran that day, Fucking rattled home from back in the field. Really, train. really good run. Finished fourth in her run, and she's we want to back her next time she runs. So given... There's a mare's sprint on Derby Day. If she's in that with a decent weight, draws a barrier, I reckon one of Tim's future nuggets will be creativity. Yep. Similarly, there's another horse that ran in behind, very elegant, in the Phillies 2000 metre race called Collectible, who again came back from right, well back in the field. I think she'll back up in either the Wakeful on Derby Day or go straight into the Oaks. I don't know that she can win the Oaks, but I think she's going to be very competitive in the Wakeful. So... Tim's Nuggets will have a really good look at her. So another one to look for. Um, 
And to finish up on racing, we want to give a shout out to the late, as of this week, Dato Tan Chin Nam, who Sean being as big a fan He's of racing. Bar Cummings, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think he was from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Is he dead? Yeah, he died Last this week, age ninety three. Good innings. He was he was a big chess fan. Oh. And all his horses wore black and white checks cool. on the torso and a black and white check hat. Media puzzle? Bright yellow sleeves. No media oh, puzzle, guessed. I think it was an overseas horse. But <laughs> it was But it was me, saintly. It was so you think. It was Think Big. People love Saintly. And Viewed. So he had four Melbourne Cup winners. Shit. All under Bart Cummings. Had two Cox Plates under So You Think. Um, and one with Saintly. Yep. So owned some pretty damn good horses in Australia. And they met. Well, farewell, old boy. Yeah. yeah he's had a 40 to 50 year relationship with that? Bart Cummings. He'll be watching this year's race with Bart. He certainly will. So certainly will. So no, he's a Sean. Jesus Christ! When people pass away, just show a fucking, you know, a little bit of. We'll put it this way: he's an owner. He's an owner, but they've named a Group One race in the spring after him. So what used to be the Fian Stakes is now the Dato Tanchin Nam Stakes. So and and he wasn't an Australian. He just, but he he invested so much. He left an indelible mark on the Australian turf scene. On Australian turf scene. Thank you. You're you're a jerk off. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself, except I would have said it genuinely. I will leave this. We're leaving Sean out of this because he's just being a tool. The way you're going, I'm going to play fucking na 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 na. Oh hey yeah, goodbye in your funeral. Um, We're going to put some cash on for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Okay. Yes. Um, So Tim and I will will post a kind of like a betting. Betting club. Betting strategy type of thing. Oh. We're going to put some money towards it and accumulate it over the... Uh, okay, well, can we can we start off... Uh, what are we starting with, 50 bucks? We'll start with 50. Let's put 50 bucks this weekend. We're going to take Savitiano in to win. Yep. Into very elegant to win. And I reckon you're going to get odds of about $3 on both of them. So combined $9. You're good at maths. Yeah. Sean? Not bad. No. So hopefully we'll turn our 50 into the better part of 500. So that's a decent kickoff. Yep. Hopefully we don't have to go back to the well. Yep. But if we do, we do. But if we can kick off and end up with 500 at the end of our first weekend of betting, I reckon we're doing well. Fab? Beautiful. That's what we're doing. We'll come back next time <coughs> next week and we'll have to fucking replenish the fund. We may have to. It's it's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> That's the game. That's the game we play. Is that it? You win some, you lose some. Any other random... Track bullshit you want to throw it out, you know, shout out, Sean? Well, we could talk about the fact that they're shutting down the Caulfield training facility from 2023. Yeah, shit. But they were saying they're going to build a second track. They're going to build lights so they can have night racing, but it's going to displace a lot of the trainers that have had stables at Caulfield in the last few years. Fucking Mm. scandal. (coughs) But they have said that the state government is investing a lot of money into both the Cranbourne and Pakenham racetracks to Aren't be able to, re- dead of the to track rehouse. the investing a lot of money into I the Cranbourne and Pakenham fucking tracks? EOY for something along this, for that development. Yeah, okay. It's a, for the horse stables, like a, like a double story, triple story stables. Yeah, okay. So long ramps that reached obviously to the various levels. So It's like the, um, it's like the prison in uh, Shawshank. One of those horses is going to burrow is, is his way out. Is that a five-goal movie? Shawshank. Jeez, very close. Yeah, close to it. Yeah. Brooks was here. Wrap it up, Sean. Andy Dufresne. 
<laughs> Who's the guy on ESPN? Sorry. We've Frank, said this before. Frank Kellyendo. Yeah, Frank Kellyendo. Frank Kellyendo. We won't post it. No, nah, we won't. Wrap it up. Uh, that's Fabian Guadagnolo telling me to wrap it up. See you. See you later. He's got to go to the shitter again. Tim Davis, thanks for winning us plenty of money, Tim. Yeah, we're going to be eating nuggets again. We said that last week, so... Just fucking bring your own sauce, because apparently <laughs> they're not giving it out anymore. Or we'll want the barbecue. And me, Sean Peter Bunch, thank you very much for listening. We'll get you next week. Thank you. Thank you. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Phone day. Dogs in the moonlight, far away my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly, get these mutts away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me. Why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention And all my nights are so long Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model? Now that my role model is gone, gone Be ducked back down the alley with some Roly-poly little bat-faced girl All along, along There were incidents and accidents There were hints and allegations If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be 